Hey Geekscapists, I'm really happy to have you guys back for Geekscape 188. If this is your first Geekscape, let me tell you what it's all about. This is your favorite movies and video games podcast, where myself, Jonathan London, I'm the guy over here on the left, looks like a young Ray Romano. We go through the latest news and reviews in the world of movies, video games, and comics, and I like to be joined every week with a specialist on, in, in that world, somebody who's passionate about either movies, video games, and comics. This time we have a regular guest who is a specialist on all three. He's a, a super fan, super critic, super writer. He's one of our best writers on the site. His name is William Bibiani. Hi, I'm the one on, the, on your right. On your I'm right. the one who looks like an old Ben Franklin. <laughs> well, uh, it's tough doing an intro for you because... Uh, I was because I don't know, a, I don't know if young. he was. It's okay, young. I was trying to yeah. make a joke, and no, you're we're going to cut that out. No. We're going to cut that out. Never happens. Uh, but it, it, it's it's you're such a Geekscape mainstay uh, okay. that it's uh, it's tough introducing you, and then realizing like I did a week or so ago that you have not been on the new Geekscape couch, and if anything, Bibiani's the one that's like. We need to put the Van Damme poster back up, and really, I do just need it to actually, put it the Van Damme poster this. back up. So, right? uh, we're going to put the Van Damme poster back up. Uh, I, I feel like we need backup here. There's just good Van Damme. Who better Damage to back you up? Us How about a Van new Damage? Van Damme poster? No. Uh, well, what would be a new Van? No, what would we put? No, 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 no. A new Van Damme poster would be like Replicant, and no one wants that. Or uh, yeah, Replicant yeah. or the Legionnaire. We'll put a Legionnaire poster. Well, no, no, it can still be an old Van Damme movie. I'm just saying. You know what up there? The Quest. Oof. No one remembers the quest. Remember the yeah, quest? Yeah, it's the one that he, he, he directed. He, he directed it, and Frank yeah. Dukes and he yeah. wrote it together. And it was yeah, really bad. And he got sued for fucking, it. They got, the, they got, yeah, they, right. they got sued. There was a lawsuit about the quest. And uh, what's his name? Uh, the the James Bond who was in it. Who was uh, Roger Moore? Uh-huh. Roger Moore was in it. Said, I, I read somewhere he said it's the worst film he's ever done. Wow. Or at least his least favorite performance. How wow. about the Rob Schneider one. That he did. Oh, that's. Um, no, no, I'm talking about Roger Moore's perspective. I know, but oh, the, no, no, the, no, the no, one he did oh, uh, with that no, yeah. Choi Hawk directed. Choi Hawk, the Steven Spielberg of China, comes to America. What does he get to do? He gets to do a Rob Schneider movie with Jean Claude Van Damme in it. Not even a Jean Claude Van Damme it's movie with Rob Schneider. Really bad. Yeah, right? <clears throat> that being He's said, a the, kickbo- the kickboxer one's the one to go. It is. You know what I mean? Like, if I can't find a Bloodsport, which is the, only, the one movie I actually like ooh, more. Ooh, ooh, nowhere to run. Oh, with Patricia Arquette? Right. Yeah, where you get to see, you get to see Patricia Arquette's ta-da-da-nas. Uh, and it's got a Culkin in it. Um, guys. In, in her ta-da-da-nas. <laughs> they is, could fit in there back then. I don't know a conversation that can tell you guys more what Geekscape is all about. We really get deep with uh, the geek subject matter. Uh, deep yes. and cavernous. Uh, so this is Thanksgiving week. There, and I, I want to say thanks to all of you guys for watching. And as a, thing, as a payback for you guys, we will bring the Geekscape... Uh, Van Damme sta- poster staple back. Uh, Bibbs, what have you been up to? Oh, well. <laughs> what have you been up to? Because we haven't seen you a bit. I, I don't think I don't you guys have seen him on since the video Comic-Con. since Comic-Con. Yeah, um, well, uh, doing a lot of work. I work for, I write for a variety of websites. He's been now, writing but... for Crave, the, yeah. uh, the, the California Lit Review. Yes, and I started working for Machinima now. Machinima, you've been you doing video my, reviews. I have been doing video, Fuck, well, yeah. some video reviews, but also mostly just video game print reviews. But mm-hmm. if it's a big enough game, then we'll do a video review. And I get to Where do they put their print stuff? On their website? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. No, they have, they have like a section Machinima, and then there's like Machinima blog. Oh, I didn't there, know that. There's, so I have a few print reviews that have, don't have a video for them. For, uh, uh, I did a video review for Castlevania. Yeah, that was great. Out, which was a great game. And that was a great review. Uh, thank you. And um, it was actually funny. A friend of mine uh, said someone sent him that link saying, you got to see this great review, not knowing that I was a friend of his. So that was actually like a really cool moment <laughs> That's cool. Me. That was nice. Um, and I did a review for WWE SmackDown versus Raw 2011. How is it? 
not very good. <laughs> well, it's uh, well, I, I we, used to write on those games. I know, and it's, it's interesting because there because there's things that are really cool about it. like this really great character creator. I was able to play as Ooh the Watcher Atu. You so created it. Yeah, I did like a ten foot tall guy with a giant shiny head and big flowing cl- uh, cloak and robes and and everything. Work. I just beat the hell out of people. And the best part was you can't pick your. Um, your voice so even uh, though it was the watcher he was like i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna beat you up undertaker ain't got nothing on me it was the watcher it was fucking awesome but it was i don't know it was weird there's like Wait, so how the many... watcher would just watch the matches i know well no he's so, sick he's sick he's sick of watching i think I, <laughs> sick i'm sick of, of watching you guys as a, i think the watcher is the equivalent of like a dude who just wa- wants to watch NASCAR on well, the weekends you know, you know, you know, with actually, his buddies. He's I'm like, not, oh, I ain't going to get involved. It's true, but you know, here's the thing, and that's actually something that reminded me of, um, we had an article uh, by Whitney Seibold on the site this week about yeah. our favorite uh, favorite fictional sports. Right. Uh, and it was a good article. But and it's on stuff, Geekscape. There was, yeah, stuff, we, you, there was yeah. stuff we were all, but the, the, all the best lists have stuff to debate about. You were right. pissed that Running Man and Tron weren't on there. Right, right. But you know what I was pissed about? I wasn't on there? pissed, but. Yeah. Well, you, you sounded pissed. But, but I, I was. What I was pissed about was really frustrating for me because I actually talked to him and like we brainstormed a little bit on and that. Well, together. Whitney said, well, like, was, it's games like Quidditch. Quidditch and it's was games right. Like Calvin Ball. Calvin Ball from Calvin Hobbs. I'm trying to remember if Rollerball made it on there. It might not have. Oh, oh, that made up trampoline martial arts. Dueling from the prisoner. Yeah, I forget what it's yeah. called. It's awesome. It's but, called gymnastics, right? <laughs> and then uh, the, the pyramid game from Battlestar Galactica. Battle yeah. yeah, exactly. But the one that wasn't on there, and I realized after the fact, shit, I would have made him put it on there if I could have. Was a uh, unlimited class wrestling federation from the Marvel Universe. Oh, you remember that? <laughs> yes. That was the shit. That was fucking awesome. That was like, oh, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have an actual wrestling league and we're gonna have the thing in there we're gonna have the, the wrecking crew yeah uh, vance astrovic for some reason like, I, that was like what was that like the 80s that was that, that was that was like the early 80s yeah, yeah. But, the, dude the beyonder was in the unlimited class wrestling federation that's no fair I know, right? <laughs> that's he's like cool. i win you know <laughs> That's like, it, it's like putting Doctor Who in there. He'll talk himself need, out of it. In we need to seconds. bring it back, and we have to kind of adhere a little bit more to like the MMA WWE rules. And like, it, it, like, like, yeah. like, there should be yeah. the equivalent of a barbed wire rope match yeah. where the ropes are actually something horribly lethal. There yeah. should be something like a ladder match where you have to climb a ladder before your opponent to grab the belt. But it should be like the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> like, like whoever gets it first can literally wipe the dude out of existence. That would be, that would be, um, that would be special thing. edition. Superhero Showdown. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm totally forgetting about it. I had totally yeah. forgotten about that. Me too. I loved that when I was a kid. Just the, I didn't. Re- I don't actually remember reading a single comic book about it. But it was in the uh, guide, the official guide to the Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. the Unlimited Crossroads Federation. I was just reading this. I'm like, that's neato. Because it was back in the '80s when I actually cared about wrestling more. And it was back in the '80s when you actually had those lunchtime conversations of who would win in a, a fight. Oh yeah, we'd all have our little piece of crap action figures and we're like, Andre the Giants. They weren't pieces of crap. Yeah, they weren't actually. And you had Laugh Olympics. Like, it's more in that vein. You remember the uh, cartoon, the Hanna-Barbera? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was was a bigger fan of, uh, what was the one where they were all drag racers? Mm Mm-hmm. Or something? Uh, Wacky uh, Races. Or something like that. I don't know, but yeah. I remember that had Muttley in it. Yeah. And some of them had, like, helicopter cars and stuff like that. Yeah, right. Oh, that was the shit. Now, what the fuck was that called? That had, like, a Death Race 2000. Yes. Death Race 2000 is on the list. I mean, guys, oh, literally, yeah. if, true, yeah. if you're listening to the Geekscape podcast and you're not visiting the Geekscape webpage, Please you're do. missing out on so much content. We, we, have, we, have, we have fun. Daily articles. Yeah. Who, you know, stuff like this. So the conversation that we have here on Geekscape is extended on the website daily. Um, Geekscape, uh, Bibiani here, he's uh, been reviewing a lot of stuff. Recently, he reviewed season five of Doctor Who. He got the box set of DVD, and i got to tell you, 
if you're interested in that and you want to know what features are on the DVD, Amazon probably has a list of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I put it, I, re- I threw in a mention of the special features. Because when, when, that, when, that, when that article... I got all excited about the show. I forgot to talk about the special features. Original, when that DVD article review was originally published... It had no mention of some of the things you... I mean, if, if granted, if you've seen... My, my theory was this. You either wanted... You're, it, it's Doctor Who. The special features aren't the selling point. It's Doctor Who. Right, right. You want to watch the... So you want to talk about Doctor Who. And Doctor Who, the latest season, there's a bit of controversy behind it because, you know, okay, new, everyone's new. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to focus on that. I completely forgot the conversation. Fuck that up. This box set had the coolest special features well, that no box set it had before. It had the In the TARDIS segment. Doctor Who, uh, like and, it puts you in the TARDIS when you watch it? No, no. It, it's, it's little vignettes that took place in the TARDIS during different parts of the show. Like when they would run to the TARDIS. Be a little louder. Would, I thought that was, I thought yeah, that was just would, different scenes. I thought that was just deleted scenes. Well, you would know because you obviously didn't. Oh, oh not doing the full resort. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah, that's why I, th- I thought it was just a deleted scene. I didn't know Due it was diligence. just for the DVD. Due diligence. Okay. No, it was just. I, I, no, listen, listen, I've been really busy. I fucked up. I'm willing to admit that. One of those scenes is actually on the site. <laughs> I know. I saw that. I saw that. I was like, oh, that's so interesting. Well, it's a good thing it's on the site. Now I don't have to mention it in my review. <laughs> and what's so funny is the week prior and the week before that, he had reviewed in full. Sound of music and chitty chitty bang bang. <laughs> it's like okay, okay, okay. I will defend this. Hold on a second. A lot of us grew up with chitty chitty bang bang. If you ever, a lot of people if, grew up with chitty chitty bang bang. If you ever log on to nostalgia release. If you ever log on to Geekscape and you actually think you're on the wrong site, just let the little. It's probably me that's responsible for like, that. Yeah, I'm gonna. Review. I reviewed the sound of music and the alien anthology in one review, and it. I mentioned I mentioned I gave one paragraph to the anthology. Now let me tell you why. Because I thought that shit was hilarious. I thought that was funny. I thought people would be amused by that. But we pay the price by having a fucking picture of <laughs> the sound of music on the front of our it's, page. It's for a like... few of our favorite things. I mean, <sighs> Gonna drink some water. We love Bibiani here. In all his, his loud water <laughs> drinking forms. <laughs> <laughs> the camera's shaking. The camera, the, the thumb shark is out. Uh, Another replacement for Gilmore's fingers, thumb shark. Bibs. I always do thumb shark. Nice. When, I, when I take the show, I do thumb shark. What, what I've said about Geekscape from the beginning is it's what we make it. it you, it, it is. And I'm making it Walton, completely myself. That's what I'm working uh, on. It's what we make it. When you get on the site and you start t- conversations and things like that, it's what you make it. Well, here's, right? here's the thing. Here's and the thing. and, and it, it this is what you made. You made it a, a, a pansy site. It, it's true. Um, <laughs> no, no. you know what it is? And I'll, I'll, I will speak in all seriousness for okay, a second okay. because it's a geek site. It's like all right. kinds of geek site. We, right. want, we want video games, geeks on the site. We want uh, comic geeks. We want video right, games. Right. Yeah, but, but uh, movie geeks do have an interest in... in the, we, geeks the history, have an interest in the right. history of the yeah. things. And if it's an important film, it's a sound of music. Everyone sound of music it. is if super If you adjust important. for inflation, sound of music made more than Avatar did. Right. It was more popular. All right? It has Nazis in it. What everybody everybody loves those. Hey, what, loves right? to hate those guys. Yeah. Right. No, it's... it's it's. I mean, granted, it's not hip. Right. I'm not claiming to be with it. When I was playing WWE SmackDown versus Raw 2011, they don't really have much of a musical score, so I had the... Uh, soundtrack to Oliver playing in the background. I was that's told, really that's, I was told that's probably not the way to play it. Um, so I'm just saying, I just think I was catering to a different demographic to that than perhaps a demographic you that are. doesn't come to our site. <laughs> well, they're not going to with that attitude. <laughs> no, I, I like the outreach. That's, I like uh, we, we we're we're picking up what you're putting down, brother. Okay, there you go. Um, speaking about. Uh, 
your reviews. You went to see this new Harry Potter. I did. The Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. Part 1. And that's in 3D? Did you see it in 3D? Uh, no, it's not in 3D. They oh, it's not? 3D. No, oh. They, they, a few months ago they said, listen, okay. we, we would have had to do the entire 3D in post. It wasn't working. We're just not going to do it in 3D. Oh, great. And I, I, I know everyone I know who heard that just applauded. Right. Because we're sick of it. I remember I saw, um, I forget what movie I was watching, but there was a preview for Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And there was, oh, I was like, dude, new Harry Potter, this one's going to be awesome. Deathly Hallows has all this awesome shit in it. And then they said, Harry Potter, coming in November. And then new, in 3D. And everyone was like, boo! <laughs> like, it wasn't just me. I expected right. it to just be me. No, everyone in theater was sick of it. We, we know it's tacked on now, you know? So, yeah, so I didn't see it in 3D. I just saw it in traditional D. Um, hello? And it, well, I mean, I mean, I, 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 I did not see it. I, I've oh, you didn't see it. I, I, well, I've, I, I've seen like I think I've seen three of the Harry Potter movies. Okay. I don't really. I know the first one and like one or two yeah. others. Yeah. Um, Walton, did you see it just around the same page? I did see it. And Walton, okay. so, like, how how is the Harry Potter movie for for people who have seen all of them? Yeah, it's interesting because I've read the books. Right. And the thing with especially the last couple of movies, the David Yates movies, since he took over the franchise, and I think he's actually gotten better with every film, but some of his movies almost assume you've read the books. They leave some stuff out or they tack it on. For, um, like in the, in, I was, in, in, and uh, I have not read it, the it, books. It, it would be hard yeah, for me to watch this in movie. In Half-Blood Prince, they never actually explain what a Half-Blood Prince is. They tell you who it is, but they don't tell you why that matters, why that name exists. But in the book, they would. In the book, it's very important. Right. It's, it's one of the central plot points. Um, so in this movie, it's, is that I like might, what's a half blood prince? Is that like the fact half that prince like I'm half Mexican? The, is that anything like that? Yeah, kind of actually. It's, it oh. has to do with someone oh. who is a half blood. Uh, but oh. who is it? Who, oh. it's, it's this character who's built up a lot in this uh, book that Harry finds and has become like sort of a, I a like corrupting that influence. You're being very protective. I'm trying of to. Who it is. I want. I want him okay, to yeah, see yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. Everyone who's I, I, I think, knows I, it. I think now that it's it's. I think I'm going to be the guy who says, "Okay, it's finished." Yeah. I'm not going to go back to the first and just watch the whole thing through. Uh, you you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. like spend a fat weekend. But, but anyway, so but it, 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 it matters, whatever. But, um, yeah. and in this but movie, the seventh movie, what's yeah. what I like, obviously, turning the seventh film into two films is Tur- a seventh cash book grab. into two films. Yeah. It's, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's a it's a cash grab. Mm-hmm. Let's let's not pretend it. Let's not pretend otherwise. Listen, what, was it listen, awkward? They didn't have to split it up. They wanted to because what? We're running out of books. We only get two more chances at right. this now. Um, and it's not terribly awkward. There's enough material in the seventh book. There's enough material in a couple of the other books to make two movies if you really wanted to. Um, but uh, what's nice about it is that it gives... Um, th- the pacing, for example, in five was really brisk. It was so brisk that they didn't have time to get any character out there. They just had to run through the plot. This one that's allowed to breathe a bit more, it's a lot more about character. It's a lot more of the little incidental materials. But the problem is, because the other movies were so rushed, they have to like awkwardly introduce those incidental things now. Fleur Delacour and Bill Weasley. They, Fleur's only in the fourth movie. Bill isn't in any of them, right? I, that I can remember. Yeah, they have yeah. To, they're and, important in the books. They're not yeah. like, the most important, but they're around. And, and then they introduce them in the seventh. They, yeah, in the seventh book, they show because uh, one of the early set pieces in the movie is the wedding of Ron Weasley's brother to this character we met in the fourth book and film. Um, We've seen them throughout the books, but in the movies, all of a sudden they're just here. It's like, oh yeah, incidentally, uh, we're we're getting married. Oh, and I was bitten by a werewolf in the last movie, but you didn't see it. I hope to get that guy back at some point. <laughs> it's, it's really kind of like, and it's it, they, they, they wrote that they they wrote obviously it, he got scratched by a dragon, which no. confused me. 
I don't think they said he got scratched by a dragon because he named the guy who, who, who scratched him. Was he a dragon? He, no, it was a werewolf. What was the guy's name oh. again? It was like some really um, obviously werewolfy name. I don't even remember. I don't know. Like Lupus? No, it was like, it was like Ulfrecht. Yeah. Von Wolfsbane or something. I forget. Because I'm, I'm a terrible Potter nerd. But, um, but yeah, the thing is they kept doing that. Like Mundungus Fletcher is an actual character in the books. They just had to throw him in here because all of a sudden he's important in the seventh story. Oh. There's a lot of little things like that where it's like, you know, if they knew... I don't know how much J.K. Rowling rewrote as she went along the series, because it's a big book series. Obviously, right. your ideas from the first book onward are going to change over time. Um, but obviously there are things that they, had they known they would be important in the seventh movie, they would have set them up earlier. Yeah. You know, I mean, in the, seventh, in, in the second half of the seventh movie, I'm not going to ruin anything for anyone who hasn't seen it or read it. Uh, well, you can't see the second movie, but... Just checking your audio. Is it all right? Is, is it coming clear? We're good. We're good. He's so loud. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. We're good. Uh, but in the, in the last and second half of Deathly Hollows, in the book anyway, the ghosts in Hogwarts are actually important. Right. We haven't seen those you since you like the third learn, movie, yeah. I think. They haven't even, I don't, they haven't even been in the background. Usually they were like an incidental little thing, but... When, they, the, when the kid, yeah. it was with uh, Alfonso Cuaron's, yeah. that's when they stopped showing up. The ghosts just... Yeah, and the thing is, yeah, and they were always sort of incidental, but you found out in the seventh book that, oh, wait, these people have been around for... You know, their personalities have been floating around for hundreds of years. They know stuff. Right. It's actually important to the plot. And now they're going to have to kind of shoehorn that back in a little bit. And it's probably going to be okay, but it's going to be a little awkward when they introduce it. Was the movie awkward in it's, a lot of places? No, or it wasn't. Was it? It, was just, it was just little things. And I don't know how badly it's going to play to people who haven't read them. That's my point. Yeah. There are two kinds of Harry Potter fans. People who only seen the movies and maybe they're waiting to read the books. You know, a bunch of people are doing that. And people who like both uh, to one degree or another. And uh, it's just interesting to, to look at it from that perspective, because when I originally wrote my Half-Blood Prince review for Geekscape, mm-hmm. um, I neglected to mention that they didn't point out Bonus what, what, a half, no, what a Half-Blood a Prince is. Oh, right. Because I knew. I read the book, and it didn't occur to me watching the movie that the movie didn't actually cover that. It wasn't until I talked to people. It's like, yeah, what the fuck's a Half-Blood Prince? And I was like, oh, shit, you're right. Yeah. That's, that's actually sucks. That's, that's the point that's of the actually, movie. That's actually kind of lame. I took it for granted because I knew it. But yeah, you're right. They totally forgot to mention that. Huh. So it's, it might be an interesting experience uh, for you if you've only seen the movies. There might be some things that are just kind of like thrown in there a little bit more than they should be. But ignoring that, it's a really good movie. It's actually like the stakes are raised to a point where they've never been raised before. Um, you know, the, the set pieces and everything are huge and epic. And the, again, not often in the franchise have they been that. Uh, David Yates has been getting better as a director throughout the last three films very steadily, I think. And, and it's nice because this one gets them out of Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. And it's about, and I, I wrote in my review for, for another website. They sorry, go to the city but, from the Dark Knight or from, uh, from uh, Inception. Yeah, that's true. At least according to the posters because that true. same building is in the background. Yeah. Have you seen that poster with, yes. with them? And it's literally the building from like Inception yeah, or Dark Knight. It, it looks, looks like, like in the background. Yeah. It's, like, it's like a Warner Brothers thing. Yeah, right? But, uh, but no, but the thing is, it's just like because... I don't know. They're they're out of school, and they have this mission. They know they have to kill Voldemort, but they don't know is how to do it, where to go, who to talk to for help. And it, it really struck me as a very smart thematic move to sound like a cynodork here for a second, but um, where it's like you know I think a lot of people in our age demographic or in you know, their twenties or late twenties or early twenties, whatever, and they're getting on their own for the first time, and they know their goals, they know what they want, but they don't necessarily know how to get it. And there's a sort of feeling of malaise or even despair or isolation where it's just all of a sudden everything was organized for you. You had school. Mm-hmm. Every year we'd go to school. These were our goals. And the goal is to get out of school. What then? I don't fucking know. I didn't fucking know when I got out of college. I was really confused for like a couple of years. I was just kind of wandering around 
trying to figure things out, but I had no plan for myself. So that it time, wouldn't prepare that, me for, for adult life. That time passed? Yeah. Well, a little bit. A little bit. It's going to pass, right? Yeah. Wouldn't that be okay. nice? But, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> in, this, in this way, I think the Harry Potter movies... Because Harry Potter... The best thing about the Harry Potter book series is that they grew up with the kids reading them. Right. You know, they start off... The first Harry Potter book is very much a kid's book. It's a good kid's book, but it's not the most complicated. It's short. It's not the best written. And they get more mature as they go along. By the time you get to Deathly Hollows, it's actually more of a book for adults. And I think the, the movie plays that very well. Um, and I was, I was thrilled. I think there are parts of the movie and the book that, that lag a little bit. They get a little uh, slow. Because there's this whole thing where they're on the run. They don't know what to do. And it's kind of like when you're watching or reading Hamlet. A huge chunk of Hamlet is just him, Hamlet trying to figure out what the fuck to do next. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of glacially paced, if you think about it. It, has, it runs into that sort of problem. Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows Part 1 is just like Hamlet. I'm sorry. Put, all... put the, you put that on the poster. What? It's glacially paced. Yes, that, that's just. No, glaciers yeah. are huge in movies. That's true. Titanic. Everyone loves glaciers. No, everybody likes glaciers. Yeah. Three hundred, however many hundred. Three hundred was three hundred actually was glacially paced. To uh, me. We get a review of Shakespeare. Hamlet was glacially paced. <laughs> I, I actually think so. I think yeah. Hamlet is a better piece of writing than it is actually. And you can a piece of and drama. you can never watch it as a movie. Every, it's, it's every actually, movie it's actually that's actually come out, slow movie. every movie that's yeah. made made from Hamlet is just been a lot, brutal. And the thing is, you have to remember is that until Branagh's Hamlet, not even just in the film, like in stage, no, almost no one had ever done. Uncut uh, literal, uh, because it digresses un- a lot. It's, it's all about characters and their motivations and what they want, but it doesn't move very well. There's nothing really pushing it forward. There's in a, way a lot that of it. lot of pondering. You, you compare it yeah. to something like Othello, which just everything is like a fucking freight train, mm-hmm. all right, of, of, of plot and character. Everything just works together for that. Hamlet is a very uh, ponderous yeah. story. It's a beautiful piece of writing. It's a brilliant play, but it's as compelling drama goes it's a skip and back. anybody who ever took a theater class in high school saw Laurence Olivier's Hamlet so I don't know, I know. <laughs> Olivier, Olivier had to chop the shit out of that <laughs> yeah. to make it watchable right. I mean the, the entire the plays the thing the with, with which I'll catch the conscience of the king that's like a four minute monologue in Brandon's version he just says one line in the Laurence Olivier version he just thinks for a second and goes the plays the thing we're in I'll catch the conscience of the king we're out because we need to move on <laughs> we need to we have a movie we're doing here Bibiani, everybody. Hello. Here we go. I mean, uh, we told you guys at the top of the hour, we're going to roll deep, and we're rolling deep. Yeah, that's what I, uh, that's what I do. So, so you so recommend Harry Potter? I do recommend Harry Potter. Walton, what do you think? I very, very much enjoyed it. Rupert Grint, of everybody yeah. in that movie, uh, of that whole series. The redhead kid. The yeah. redhead yeah. kid. Yeah. He has developed as an actor. Isn't he great? He's going to walk out of that with a career. All, honestly, I like, think all of them are really good. I, I really do. To, to varying degrees, perhaps, but they're all of them really grew as actors. It's amazing. Right. The one thing that scares me now that I've seen part one yeah. and seeing the details from the book that got left out makes me wonder things that I thought were surefire going to be in part two right. might get overlooked. Right? I, I, uh, we don't um, get too much spoiler charge, but you're right. Maybe, there are weird maybe. things that are cut out. Yeah. yeah. For example, um, one of the things that most intrigued me about the adaptation going in was like, where, where are they going to put the cliffhanger? Right, you know, because it doesn't. It's it's a big book, and there's plenty of material for two movies. But it's there very, isn't there isn't a very there isn't like an Empire Strikes Back or Back to the Future Part Two cliffhanger to it. There isn't like a beautiful ah, that's it, that's the intermission, we're done. Right, uh, and they had to kind of fudge it a little bit. Uh, was it successful? I think it was mostly successful. Yeah. It was. It, was, oh, they, it, was, oh, it doesn't leave with like a trickle. It's, 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 kinda, it's really fucked up, actually. Yeah, it's it's yeah. everyone's at their lowest, uh, and Voldemort in conse- uh, is, is at his strongest. 
So that's And then good. the fucking credits just start, and, and you're like, oh. Uh, very cool, actually. And, yeah, and I like I, that. I, I kept yeah. thinking they're going to hope by flashing back yeah. to our heroes, but no, the last thing... It's very depressing, oh, I shouldn't yeah. probably say the yeah. last thing you see, but you're... Just about. Yeah. You're left going... They're fucked. We might lose. No, it's, <laughs> they did a very good job of it. The, the, um, it's kind of like... Um, you remember Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 5? Did we all watch that? I only got to see uh, that. Is that the first college year? No, no, it was the second college year. It was one with Glory. Okay. That's okay. the that's the one that everybody... That's the polarizing season. No, that was 6. Oh, 6 was the okay. polarizing season. 6 is the one a lot of people hated 6. 5, 5... I consider 5 to be the best Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season, but most people at least like it. And the thing with 5 was she finally had an enemy whom, who completely outclassed her in every way. All right, She met... Glory, and she was actually a god. And every single time, she ran into her a bunch of times throughout the course of the season, and she got her ass kicked every single time. And it's really interesting to see characters who have spent years of, of or multiple narratives being the winner. I mean, the first film, Harry right. Potter, you bad guys can't touch him without dying. That's how powerful he is. And now he's on the run. He is frightened for his life. He's spending the entire time trying to avoid direct conflict, and as a result, that's exciting. That's right. there's a lot at stake. You know, you, you're really here's a guy who is really powerful, who's really good at what he does, and he's fucked. Right. And they sell that very well, and as a result, it's very, it's very dramatic. It's very compelling. I really like what they did with that, but it, sometimes it takes a little time to do that. It gets a little slow, but yeah. As a huge fan of the books, yeah, one of my favorite scenes in the final book mm. got left out of the movie and Which it's one? one of the first scenes it's Dudley oh with the, one with the Dursleys yes the Dursleys yeah. it's when Dudley just has that moment of realizing this kid's been looking out for me yeah what am I and, and, and Harry realizes that Dudley actually realized that since the sixth book and yeah. Harry was and Harry was too blinded by his hatred of his, his family to realize that at least one of them started to like him yeah, the Dursleys got the short shrift ever since Goblet of I Fire. Was, yeah. It was really frustrating. But really knowing annoying. they were going to be in the movie right? and it was getting broken into two, I'm like, yes, we're going to have time. You know what would have been nice is that they get, I realize you want to get the movie going. You want to mm. move it. And I appreciate that. But what, you know what would have been nice? Because you see them packing into the car and they're scared for their lives. as well. They should be. Uh, but would have been nice if they just like said goodbye to Harry. Maybe Dursley had that one really fast, like, really awkward hug, you know, where it's like, it was like, oh shit, I guess he liked me. You could have done it. That mic is totally pointed like down. There's no way that's. I don't know if it's about. necessary, no, Mike. Yeah, yeah, because it's me. You're How dare you? Dude. How dare you? I'm, I just want to grab your chest here. Bibiani's got such a vibrato. <laughs> but that it, it's it, it was that one scene. Yeah, I was, of, I was bummed about it that. It set me up to realize. Yeah. Very early. Okay, this is going to be different from the book. Here, here's something uh, that I, I don't want to ruin it for anyone who's seen the movie, so I'm going to be a little vague. Cause it's about the ending. But if you've read the books, this will this will matter to you, and you'll want to know. We can talk about it vaguely. Well, that's cool. Okay. Uh, Grimo Wormtongue's last scene. Not Grimo Wormtongue. That's the fucker from Lord of the Rings. Wormtail. <laughs> it's Worm the same is... name. I don't give a shit. <laughs> that's Wormtail. That's Chucky from Lord of the Rings. Wormtail's last scene uh, in this movie ends differently than it did in the book, didn't it? Slightly, yeah. I would say significantly. Uh, it's definitely, um... Uh. You don't feel like he gets his comeuppance Well, he's much. still... But the thing is, he's still... He's, he isn't indisposed of I'm wondering if they're just saving that for the second movie now. Maybe. I don't know. It interests me. I, I, I'm, I'm very fascinated by the adaptation so, process of the Harry Potter Perhaps it is true. Right. The, the whole... Does this pick up as an echo at all? What? Does this sound don't, like don't do that. Don't oh, do that. Okay. That was terrible. Uh, Sorry. The the whole ending, <laughs> while slightly, it, it just 
timeline yeah. kind of got shifted a little bit. A little bit, yeah. And uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. The one thing that there was an ad addition to Harry Potter, we've never seen any type of animation uh, in any of the previous. Yeah, Harry that's films. it was a curious way to handle and that. It yeah. was a very clever. There's a clever bit of animation in the yeah. film. Where they have to, someone okay. has to tell a story, and they decide um, to illustrate it not with live action animation. Uh, uh, Jonathan doesn't know what the fuck we'll, we're talking about. We'll, I love we'll this. We'll, I we'll, love. We'll, where are we you at? Shut up for a where, where are we at on the, on, the, on the show? Did we? Uh, are we, I tell you what, I, are we at like forty minutes? Or, I give it a thumbs up. Okay. We're done. Are we we're at like forty minutes right we're now? Twenty-eight. Half of the show. Okay. Hey, it is Harry fucking Potter. We have devoted less time to Harry Potter than Entertainment Weekly does in any given issue. Guys, we're moving on. Um, let's talk. On. Let's talk casting real quick. Uh, during okay. all this, we were talking about um, casting. I was thinking about uh, the Lord of the Rings, uh, the Hobbit, how they're splitting that into two and yeah. seeing how they're going to do. I think they're splitting that into two. I thought they were just going to do like parts of the Silmarillion. As I a wish they. Movie. I wish they would. Um, but I was thinking casting, and then I thought about a story you posted on the website. Uh, Dennis Leary getting cast in the oh. Mark Webb Spider-Man reboot. I'm interested Captain in that. Captain George Stacy. I'm okay Gwen with Stacey's, that actually. Yeah, Gwen yeah. Stacy's dad. Because he doesn't need to be. Because he was played by James Cromwell, the other one, and then in the comic book series he was really old. He doesn't need to be that old. Right. He's he's Dennis Leary's old enough to have and a he's teenage Emma daughter. Stones. Yeah. yeah, he's Emma Stone's. I can dad. totally buy that. I'm down yeah. with that. That's cool. I, I really like. I'm looking forward to seeing the play between Emma Stone and. Dennis oh, I thought you might be looking forward yeah. to seeing the Julie Taylor. Yeah, play. I was <laughs> freaking out. I'm looking forward to seeing Jesus. the play. Jesus, like, you're the one, right? Have you seen the stills? I know it's amazing. Like the Green Goblin's got giant spikes. I want to see Julie Taylor. His musical rendition of the Roger Corman Fantastic Four now. Yeah. That's what I want to see. No, I think we're going to see that, ver- that right? roughly in the Spider-Man. I'm actually really excited yeah. about this Mark Webb Spider-Man. Yeah, Honestly, I, I think he's a brilliant director. All the casting choices are pretty solid. I think Andrew Garfield feels a little old for me, but I've only I've really only seen him in uh, Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus and Social Networks. So. Yeah, okay. Is it? Did he really? He's a little too old for him. Nah, come on now. Let's, let's not force it on Gilmore just because he's no. not here to defend himself. No. That'll come later. Indeed. Uh, but no, I'm really excited about it. I think Dennis Leary's a really good addition to the cast. I think he's a better actor than people sometimes give him credit for. Yes. He's really good. What, what I'm also And his comedy CD got is, me through uh, high school. Based on, on what it sounds like the story they're adapting, we're going to get to see Dennis Leary and Sally Field possibly sharing some scenes. Okay. Uh, Why are well, you particularly enthused about that? Because <laughs> I remember in the comics. Well, like the, just, yeah, in, the, in the comics, when Spider-Man was always talking about his love for Dennis Leary and yeah. Sally Field. Well, no, it's Aunt May and, and George Stacy, and right, like, but they never had a. But it's actors I never thought. Okay, okay, I've ever right. okay. From that perspective, that's cool. Oh, I okay, from that perspective, that's cool. I see Dennis Leary acting against. Has Martin Sheen ever been in a movie with Sally Field? That's about Martin Sheen and Sally Field. That's could, cool. Could, right? could you imagine if uh, if Otto Octavius had survived Spider Man Two in the third plot line was that he's trying to woo Aunt May? Because remember in the comics, Otto Octavius is trying to woo Aunt May. I remember that was a And they do that in the movie. It is just what's his name? Give me the fucking idol, and he's fucking trying to woo her. Well, the apparently I was reading when they were doing that. That was originally what the storyline they wanted to do, but then they wanted to make it so that Spider Man wasn't fighting an old guy because that's just not fair. So then apparently in Mike was it Mike of Cavalier and Claire Michael Shabon is that even? Michael Okay, because he wrote a draft of it. Yeah, of course. And in his draft, he skewed Doctor Octopus way the fuck down. He made him like in his early thirties and had him be like the other love interest for Mary Jane. Wow. And I'm like, that actually was that actually would have been kind of cool. No, I don't know. I think think Spider Man Two is weird, but as a guess, it's true. I agree. I love that movie to death, but there are other ways you could have done, and there are other ways they're going to do it. So let's talk about the other big. uh, 
Green Lantern, we finally got a trailer. We talked about it last week. We yeah. little hints of it. We finally got the full trailer. Yeah. This trailer, yes, everyone is saying the exact same thing. Yeah. DC wants their Iron Man. And it feels yeah. like Iron Man. It even feels like it has scenes from Iron Man 2 with the destruction of a big event and this and that. I okay, I am gonna hold off for sure on throwing stones at this Green Lantern. I I, I see more promise. Than yeah, I, I see, see stuff worth criticizing. I'm with you. Uh, yeah, this is serious. Uh, that is the <laughs> that is one weak spot in the trailer, and yeah. you got to say, you know what? Well, like, I like when people say this is serious. It's fine. All like right. Lively's uh, delivery in the trailer hurt, the, the, but, but it's is, a trailer. It is a trailer, I, I actually, and you know she's talented. On the I don't actually know that this week. Yeah, I kind of. That's the one bit of the trailer I talk about. Come on, Brian. This is serious. Everybody's kind of... That's one line of dialogue. Yeah. And everybody's saying she's a bad actress. It's it, it's obviously a clipped part... True. ...of a conversation. To say she okay, can't look, act is... I don't, I, listen, when I say she can't act, I'm talking about the talent. Oh, the talent was... She was good in the town. She was trying to out Amy Ryan, Amy Ryan, and Gone Baby Gone. She was so over the top. Everyone else in that movie... Was on this wavelength. She was on this one. No, she was, she I was know. Crackhead, you have to be on that. <laughs> no, wavelength. you don't. I know. This is crackhead acting. I've known crackheads. They don't all act like that all the time. <laughs> Guys, we, we, I told you not to fucking. Gilmore's not here to defend himself. Don't out. <laughs> don't out him on the fucking podcast. Like he's going through some serious shit. Yes, Walton's gonna oh, come in and pitch relief every now and then, but like. He's doing some no, shit. Tr- like, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. right. We're not going to talk. I wouldn't talk about your fucking shit if, on the if podcast. If you were higher than shit and somebody was trying to take away your kid, I mean, come on. Nah, it, I'm was, down. I'm down with her. I, I, look, look, I don't, I'm okay. I, I'm not going to say she's a terrible and actress. You know I thought she wasn't very good in that movie. And as a result, I don't. I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt because I haven't seen the film, and you're right. We only got, what, one, you know maybe what? two? We got two lines of dialogue from as her. As soon as we're done here, I'm taking you to see Traveling Pants. You know what? <laughs> I think I have a DVD of Accepted, uh, accepted around here somewhere. Oh, with... <laughs> we're going to have ourselves yeah, a way we're going to have a... I, I, I'm down with yeah. that. I'm down um, with that. No, I, I, uh, you God. know what? In Ryan Reynolds, yeah, he's Ryan Reynolds. He looks good. You know what? We're, we're... You know, you know I'm I like, down. You know what I like? One thing I like about it, uh, that... The aliens. Okay, first off, Tomar Ray. Was Tomar Ray was totally Ray. geeked out about yeah. that. Oh my god, it's Tomar Ray! When he turns his beaked head and like, right. like he has ah. this really nice foot. No, all the shots of Oa look very nice yeah. and otherworldly, which is very cool. The Sinestro shot looks good. Yeah, the log looks great. Everything. All that looks, looks good. good. Don't get me wrong, I'm totally down with it. But one thing I liked about it because there really isn't that much story in it. Right. He becomes a Green Lantern. And he flies around and does stuff. Hector Hammond looks pretty Hector nice. Hector looks pretty cool. But we, I'm saying we don't really get a hint right. of what's going on. The one thing that they do do, and I do like this because it's more of a new frontier kind of take on Hal Jordan. Which is that he actually isn't fearless, right? He is, and he's, and this concerns him, you know, and and because we see like they're on like he has to bail out of a jet, and that seems like something Hal Jordan wouldn't do, but they're making it so that this is about him overcoming fear as opposed to being fearless, and that's why he gets the Green right. Lantern ring, and I like that. That's the thing that's going to give him more of an arc than he otherwise would have. Otherwise, he's Tony Stark. Otherwise, he's Tony Stark, exactly. Right. And I, I really do think that's great because we all did you see? Did you read New Frontier? Did you see yeah, New Frontier? Yeah, of course. Yeah, this is whole Both. thing. But the, he he considers himself weak. Mm-hmm. He considers himself a coward for like being you know whatever, not trying to avoid conflict or, or whatever. And it's true. I think it's a fair assessment of him. And yeah, I think it's built up too much. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. So I'm glad that the movie has a more uh, enlightened view of his character as opposed to he's a badass, which could, you could have gotten away with. But I'm looking forward to seeing them do more with it. I have a question. Quite for a question. You guys. Question for from Walton over here on the right. Okay. Um, and now you guys can maybe explain to me. Uh, Our right. Why All right. is it? Your left. There's always a helicopter crash in superhero movies. 
Okay, question was, why is there always a helicopter crash in superhero movies? We're going to go to the phones. It started with Superman. No, no, no. I will tell you. I will tell you. I will tell you. It looked like a scene from Fantastic Okay, no, no. I'll tell you right now. He knows why. In the visual medium, let's say an airplane crashed over too quickly, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not going to hover, and it's not going to have spinning things that can threaten civilians. It's and true. then car wreck, uh, maybe they're going to explode. Maybe, maybe they're going to flip. That's kind of cool, flip. but that's, maybe, that's about it. Helicopters will, will... Helicopters can drop. Cars cannot yeah. drop. What the the propeller can, can detach and fly at people. There's why, more is there a helicopter? why is there a car on top of the building? Oh my God, that car's going to fall on people? What's it doing on the top of the building? You can't do it. It's got to be a helicopter. Helicopter is, is just a go-to. you got to go to the helicopter. You're not going to have a hovercraft. Oh my God, that hovercraft's on top of the Empire State Building. Creepshow had nothing to do with it. No, you're thinking, no, of Twilight Twilight you're thinking about Twilight Zone. No, Creepshow no, did doesn't. have impending doom, and it was sitting on the wing of the airplane. That's true. That no, that was Twilight Zone the movie. Oh, what's too? Well, no, <laughs> Creep, Creep, this is Creepshow. Yes. Creepshow was, what's his name, licking the meteorite. That fucked me up. Yeah, it was Stephen true. King licking the meteorite that was, fucked me that's up. That's very true. And Ted Danson getting fucking buried up to his neck. Yeah. That was no fun. No, Remember that one? No, it wasn't. Comes back as like this sea monster guy. All right. I had something to talk about. Did you guys know Stephen King was on Sons of Anarchy this year? No. No. He no. creeped me. He was in. Okay. I, I do know that we found like a person who's watching Sons of Anarchy. I know, it's well, I, I know it's well rated. I know it's well rated. And I know it's a good show. It's one of those shows. It's that, just like, one of those everyone, shows that you're going to watch yeah, later. Remember Chicago Hope? Chicago Hope was always in like the top 25 shows on television. I've never met anyone who watched it. I've never met a single person who watched it or even knew what channel. It I was know. On. I knew people who were who watched Sons of Anarchy because they worked at Fox. Yeah, but that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't count. That doesn't count. It gets me normal folk yeah. right I didn't know a single person and I'm sure it's an awesome show so Sons of Anarchy Stephen King Licks a Meteorite go but we, we uh, let's, let's talk let's talk about let's talk about space stuff let's talk about this new uh, John yeah. Favreau trailer for Cowboys and Aliens I'm down starring Daniel Craig and Harrison Ford yeah and Olivia Wilde uh, is I'm that right? I, I think mean, it's fun it starts out with Daniel Craig waking up in the desert he's surrounded by a bunch of guys and he has this mysterious space bracelet on his no, arm no he has a right? pit boy he has a what? he has a pit boy a pit boy from Fallout Oh, okay. He's got the Pip-Boy from Fallout, yeah. right? I never played Fallout. I, really? I stared clear of Fallout because that looked like the biggest fucking time sink in my life. Oh, I'm a god, right? I know. Seriously? Oh, god. Fallout was, Fallout was one of those things where everybody was like, oh, it just takes up all your time. I was like, yeah, that Mass Effect, maybe, no, not for me. Not in this yeah. lifetime. Fair enough. But anyway, he's, uh, he's got He's got this thing, and, you know, he, I guess he's wanted in town, and the big yeah. boss is Harrison Ford. Yeah. In the middle of their confrontation, the aliens come in, and he has something. He has to uncover whatever secret he is that he yeah. has about this yeah. pit boy yeah. and get into it. But what do you think of this trailer? Cause, I think it looks kind of bad. You yeah. know what surprised me? Kind of bad? Gone... Did you say bad? No, I, li- I liked it. You, gotta finish you didn't that. like it? You said badass. I, sorry. I, okay. okay. I know, you're so okay. excited. You're an yeah. Finishing your words. No, but here's what's interesting to me is um, when I heard about Cowboys and I didn't read the comic book series, mm-hmm. um, so for all I know, it's wrong. But um, I, heard, I mainly thought of the old uh, what was it? The Cadillacs movie? and dinosaurs. No, I thought of Cadillacs yeah, and dinosaurs. Yeah, that's cool. No, I was thinking of uh, was it W. D. Richter who wrote uh, Buckaroo Banzai mm-hmm. and uh, Bitchin' Willow China. I don't know. Yeah. And it feels like one of I thought it was going to be a little bit more tongue in cheek, not necessarily campy, but a little bit more cute. And what interests me is I see this trailer, and it's clearly that John Favreau is making like a serious western that happens to have aliens in it. Right. And I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. I like that you're taking this seriously. I think this is what I like about the Chris, what Chris Nolan has There's done. There's no to, wink, wink in any of this. Yeah. Shit. It's actually like you know what's cooler than cowboys making alien jokes and like blowing up monsters and stuff. Woo-hoo! If they take it seriously, yeah. what if that really fucking happened? Yeah. How cool would that be? 
And it's There's got nothing drama not cool it. about that. Yeah. And it's got a great cast. Harrison Ford, who's woken up lately. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw Morning Glory. Uh, I, I, Morning Glory is one of these shows that I'm saving, one of the movies I'm saving for because I'm about to spend a week with my in-laws. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, it's a great movies. movie. Like, watch the, it's, a, it's not a geek movie. It's a I'm going to watch it with my, with my mother-in-law is, and yeah. my wife. And it's fun. It's cute. Yeah. It's fine. But Harrison Ford is better in that movie than I've seen him in anything in, like, 20 years. Get He's, off my plane? I would actually put it better. Than, I would actually his performance is better wow. than that. Because wow. Get On My Plane, as good as that performance is, that's a good Harrison Ford performance. I'm not taking anything away from that. That's a very standard Harrison Ford. That's a, that's a hero Harrison Ford. Here's actually asked to do something. Okay. You know, he's asked to have different uh, uh, behaviors and opinions than he normally does. And he's really up to it. In a way, I think the closest thing I would say, and it was a bad movie. I'm not going to pretend it's not a bad movie, but he was great in it, was Six Days, Seven Nights. Oh. Okay. It's a terrible yeah. movie. He's really, he's enjoying himself in that movie. When Harrison Ford is enjoying himself, you're enjoying yourself. Well, I like that Michelle Pfeiffer thriller Oh, What Lies Beneath? Yeah. What Lies Beneath it was I'd more get... of a Robert Zemeckis movie than a Harrison That's true. Moore movie. It wasn't a bad I movie. I thought that was a really good Hitchcock movie. It was okay. Movie. I, I didn't, I didn't that love it, but great... it, was, it was okay. I, I, I was defending that the other day, What Lies Beneath, uh, to, yeah. a, to a buddy of mine. That is a really nice love letter yeah. to, to what, uh, Hitchcock. What ruined What Lies Beneath for me is any, I, I they ruined the ending in the trailer. They tell no, you, no, they no, cut, no, no, but they no, do, no. they do, and it's really. I, I lost all interest, and I saw the movie. And it's like, well, I know it ends. If you haven't, maybe, maybe if you haven't seen, no, if, you have, if you haven't seen the movie, don't watch the trailer. Never first. watch the trailer. Oh. Never watch a Robert Zemeckis trailer in general. Right. Or that you know what's another one that did that was uh, that, that new Jake Gyllenhaal movie, Love and Other Drugs. I watched this that's trailer, movie, and I'm like, that's I feel a movie like you're not going to see anyway. I, well, I <laughs> like, might, but the thing is, I, I'm I'll, I'll see anything, but still, I'm watching this trailer. I'm like, I just saw the entire movie. There's like that nothing going on that in That trailer movie. totally felt like that. Right? I, was, I literally know reason. Unless the fucker grows tentacles, uh, like there's no way I want to Well, apparently she has uh, Ally McGraw disease. The fuck is that? You ever, you ever see Love Story with Ally McGraw and Ryan? Oh, McGraw, oh yeah, yeah. Where she, like, she's, she's pretty and she's dying, but she stays pretty the entire way through. Supposedly that's kind of... It's like, what Love and Other Drugs is? Yeah, I heard that. I don't know how true that is, but I have no reason to believe it. We can only hope. We can only hope that we can only hope that that movie had enough plot line. I, I just hope she's Lloyd actually Dobler, making it. I thought Lloyd Dobler didn't want to grow up to sell anything. Here's what on all scene when that trailer played, I was in the theater with Laura and I and and I really turned to her and I go, I'm so glad I married you. <laughs> like Aww. like if I was you know if I was in my last relationship, I'd be I would be in that fucking movie watching that goddamn. It's like, a good what, thing we broke up. I would be watching all those movies. But speaking of Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah, he's a, right. He's in this movie Source Code from the. Uh, we love this guy who directed. Uh, oh, Duncan Jones. Duncan Jones who directed David Bowie's Moon. son. Because you know Moon was on all our favorite, top ten lists. Yeah, he's David, David Bowie's, Bowie's son. son. David oh. Bowie's real last name is Jones. Yeah, he has no, he has no want for resources. Yeah. or hookups. But in all fairness, I feel like unlike he's some self-made. people, he feels some self-made. people like yeah. Emma Roberts. She's okay as an right. actress, but you feel like she probably got her in because she, she's related to Julia yeah. Roberts. Duncan Jones clearly has talent. Dude, Moon, Spectacular Moon was on all of our top ten lists last year. Uh, I think I might have eked out of mine, but it was it was oh, very right. You. It was right up there. It was what right was up there. It out for? I don't remember. It was two years. Better ago. been good. I'm sure it was good. It was I'm last really summer. Smart. No, it wasn't last year. It was yeah, last it was summer. Was it last year? Last was summer. Last year. Oh shit. Then yeah, it was. Ah, that, last year was tough. Last year was a big year. If, had, like, if, we had like District Nine. It, we had um. Okay. Okay. That being said, yeah. you guys, Moon was awesome. Moon was awesome. Yeah. And the Source, Source Code, Code trailer. trailer has Jake Gyllenhaal waking up on a train across from uh, what was this? Uh, Bridget Michelle, Mo- Michelle Monaghan. Monaghan. Yeah. And he's obviously playing so- Michelle Monaghan. Yeah. And <laughs> he's obviously in somebody's body. Yeah. And, like he's been zapped into the, the yeah. body, and and uh, and after eight minutes of being on this train, it explodes, and you now find out that he's actually a like yeah. a test pilot or some kind of person who yeah. has to who gets shot into somebody's body eight minutes before their death and has to. Prevent 
an explosion or prevent some dooms. No, scenario. apparently the explosion's going to happen, but he has, according to the trailer, he has, from what to I saw, who did it. He has, he has eight minutes. Yeah. That's the best they can do to find out what actually happened Who's on the train so they can prevent yeah. another terrorist attack. And what's interesting to me is this trailer looks really good, by the way. It looks, it looks very, the, the ideas he, are He does are really fun. good intelligent good. science fiction. I agree. But yeah. what's interesting to me is how much, because time travel's been done to death. Yeah. It's amazing to me how much well, it looks I, like I, other and things. And I still want a Time Cop sequel. Well, it's, it's, it looks so much like other things. Right? It, it looks like... They, I know. The, I don't yeah, do it. Yeah, I, yeah, Jason yeah, Lee yeah, and yeah, Scott yeah, Lee yeah. one, I don't count. But uh, but no, I mean, it, has, it has elements of Deja Vu, which is a movie I actually really love. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, I, I, sure? I stand by that. Okay. Um, and uh, Or what was that uh, television series that was like Seven Days, where someone could only go back Seven Days? Day, uh, Daybreak. Daybreak. No, 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 no. no. Oh. Daybreak was, was like Groundhog Day, but a thriller. Okay. No, this, was, this one was on UPN. No, he was UPN. Exactly. That's why no one. That's why you're. That's why Walton's making that face. Um, but no, it was the show. It was like called Seven Days, and you can only go back seven days in time and whatever. Right. But it was all about this limitation thing, and it all about how we really can't go back far enough to change the future. We can't really do anything. All we can do is find out information that can help us in the present. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just it seems familiar to me. But it, it, what I like about that is very few ideas, particularly in the realm of speculative fiction, science fiction, etc., are really new. They're more right. extrapolating on ideas we've seen before. And Source Code looks like a really good marriage of ideas that are familiar enough that they're not daunting, but are clearly being handled in, in what looks like an exceptional way. It looks mm-hmm. really entertaining and smart. I like And the that. visuals are awesome. Yeah, it looks really good. It Him looks jumping like off really that train movie. is the first time I've seen huh. somebody jump off a moving train in a movie... And or in real life. And they, well, and they treat the physics properly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he does not land on his feet. He doesn't even come close to landing well, on his feet. Well, I think the feet. closest thing I saw was that one when uh, uh, in Terminator 2, where Owen Schwarzenegger like, jumps off the car, and he has, like, that really awkward roll. Because mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah. the momentum got him, and I, like, tore up his clothes and everything like that. I was like, yeah, you, you gotta yeah. get that shit right. Yeah, you don't just jump if off the car. If you think that shit out, all your action sequences are so much better than they would otherwise be. I was like, did you see, uh, did you see the girl with the dragon tattoo movies? I didn't see him, yeah. I actually really liked him. I, I thought the second one was pretty weak, but the, 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 there's a bit in the second one that. where the whole thing is someone has a gun, and everyone treats that with the proper amount of fear. There's this bad guy in it who genuinely, he's like got that disorder where you can't feel pain, mm-hmm. so he's kind of like a badass and, and evil and everything like that, but then she gets a gun and she's cornered, but she has a gun, and so he backs the fuck away. Right. In like a James Bond movie, the guy was like, nah, fuck it, I'm going to go for it while she's disoriented. Oh, like, slap guy's away. Like, no, I could get shot. Right. I'm gonna. Ba- I don't care how badass I am. I don't want to get shot. I'm gonna go over here now. Yeah, it and is rare watching yeah. that. And when you watch that, it's all of a sudden it feels so much more real and plausible. And and um, I mean, even like or like uh, going back to Chris Nolan again, The Dark Knight. You know, little practicalities. You know, like dogs. Right. Dogs are. I'm sorry. I don't care how much of a badass you are. A bunch of wild dogs jump on you. You're fucked. Mm-hmm. You, that's that's more of a serious threat than almost anything else yet to deal with physically in any of the movies. You know, it's interesting. So let's talk about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's this week. You have uncovered a movie that is on Netflix Instant Watch. In all fairness, in all fairness, what, what? Brian uncovered it first. Brian Gilmore. Gil- Gilmore. Gilmore introduced in his, me in to this heroin, movie. I want to give heroin, credit, heroin, credits to in his heroin haze. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's called Thanks Killing. Thanks Killing. What is this movie? Thanks Killing. Because we want the geeks okay. to go out there and watch killing. it. You, you should. Thanks Killing is a brilliant piece of cinema. Uh, it is about a turkey. A turkey, yes. A turkey. A Thanksgiving Who, staple. As, as, in, as in many uh, Thanksgiving specials, movies, shows, uh, the turkey talks. Oh, like as it should. As yeah. it should, you know. Um, and every 505 years, oh, the shit. turkey gets to uh, come out and kill honkies. Kill, <laughs> kill, kill white people for taking land from the Indians. I, I'm not convinced Thanksgiving... Is Thanksgiving a holiday that's that old? 
No, it's really not. <laughs> like, That's the best part. It's like 500 like years. years early. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, it's actually kind of amazing. Um, but it, it, it's clearly pushing it. But my whole thing is this. What's interesting? The is turkey that, kills people. The turkey kills people. Like, and it says like how does it kill people? Like it has eats, like an axe, eats, or, or, or it can like, like hold an axe and it claws. shoots a guy in the head. Um, it's it's a very creative turkey, really. I do like um, this. It's it's ridiculously low budget. The turkey is like of ginger dead man quality craftsmanship, right. like really cheap puppet. Yeah. Um, the acting oh. is really bad, and it's clearly supposed to be a comedy, but it's not a very good comedy. It's like sometimes it's funny, but it's usually funny because it's bad, and then it goes they're they're trying to be funny. Um, but it's really <laughs> fascinatingly watchable. For example, the first shot of this film tells you everything you need to know. First shot, dead. What? Bare breast. First shot. All of a sudden. Right there. That's all it is. That's the first shot. Then it, then it pans out. Well, actually, it, the first thing is it says, uh, it is, what is it? It's like, it is 1591, the olden days. It says the olden <laughs> yeah, days? Yeah, <laughs> like five minutes after the first Thanksgiving. <laughs> and then, boop, tip. Yeah. And then it pans out. Like and there's this, uh, this movie there's already. There's a porn star. We mentioned that film with uh, Wanda Lust. And she's, she's tied to a tree. And she's in like a pilgrim outfit. But her, but her breasts are hanging out. Uh, and then she like goes... She frees herself. She runs into the woods. You know, oh, she trips, and then all of a sudden, this turkey pops into the frame, and turkey says, "Nice tits, bitch." That's the that's the opening <laughs> line of dialogue from the turkey. <laughs> There's a moment in the film in which the turkey, because the turkey's a turkey. You know, he can't fly. He's kind of small. His mobility is an issue. He's so not he, bigger so the, or anything. So the turkey's he's, hitchhiking. He's normal and, size. Uh, normal size. Normal size turkey. So the turkey's hitchhiking, and a guy, uh, you know, pulls up, and a guy rolls down the window. <laughs> Grass, gas, or ass. No one rides for free. And Turkey says, well, I'm out of cash, so uh, yeah, ass, I guess. <laughs> he just gets in the car. The guy's checking out the turkey's ass. <laughs> and the turkey, he's about to go for it. He like, starts unzipping his pants, and the turkey well, has, no, has none of this. So Turkey pulls out a shotgun, <laughs> puts it to the guy's face, and the guy's like, no, please don't kill me. I have a daughter. And the turkey says, call her. Honey, it's daddy. I just want you to know, I'm sorry, I, I might be late for Thanksgiving. I love boom! <laughs> right? Now, this is one of those movies. This is one of those movies. I want to make this clear. This is one of those movies that is more fun to describe than it is to watch. Oh, no. I want to make that clear. Oh. Listen, if you get drunk and you're in the right mood for it, if you're, with, if you're with friends and laughing at it, this is very fun. But it's very much like well, I, like uh, Frank Miller's The Spirit. Where if you describe no. the spirit, no. no. If you, des- I've tried describing to people how bad the spirit is. Every single time I try, I tell them about the scene where Ava Mendez, uh, like, uh, photocopies her ass, and the spirit yeah. finds the photocopy, shows it around town. No one recognizes the ass until finally he meets a midget who recognizes the ass. I'm like, oh, well, of course, it's in that ass. You can't tell people about that without making them think, well, that actually sounds somewhat entertaining, at least in an ironic way. You're talking to the guy who has defended the spirit on the couch. Yeah. So, yeah. You're nuts. Yeah, you're the one. But the rest of us... If you defend the spirit, it's because you read the spirit comic books and didn't like them. If you like, or if you've never read, or if you never read, yeah. If, if you like the wrong. spirit comics, you cannot yeah. expect that as a spirit let, movie. Let, let, let me put it this way. way. Let me put it this way. It uh, is the, the biggest insult movie, to one of the biggest. I mean, cre- I mean, the Eisners is the yeah. award in comics, and they basically yeah. took Will Eisner's like it's, biggest it's, creation. Yeah, it's the Citizen Kane of comics, is what it is. And it's the Citizen Kane of comics. Yeah, and it's like they took that and they made that movie out of it. No, it's really frustrating. Here's here's I told you guys on the couch. It's a zombie experiment for Frank Miller. Frank Miller misses his friend so much. Yeah, he made a movie hoping it would get him out of his grave. Last year, 
He was uh, that mad. Last year we did our worst films of the decade. That was my number one worst films of the decade. Absolutely. Without right? a I doubt. stand by that. And it was really, oh. and Rent was like hot on its heels too. <laughs> Rent. I know. But but here's the thing. Uh, Will Eisner's <laughs> the spirit, the, uh, the comic is to the movie. Can you imagine if... I'm trying to think of like a kind of a yeah, way. Yeah, okay, yeah, you, like yeah. the Bounty Hunter with Gerard Butler and, and uh, Jen Francis. Which you saw. Okay, for, I did for see, your and side, it was yeah. really bad. But here's the thing. But you don't expect much of it. So like maybe you can come in and just sort of tolerate it for what it is. But what if I told you that's a remake of Citizen Kane? <laughs> You'd see that something was wrong. You'd see that there's a contextual thing that we're missing. On that's every what level, this is. they That's whiffed. what this is. On every level, they every fucking single swung one. and missed. Yeah, awful. Since we're talking about Thanksgiving, um, hey, what are you thankful for? <laughs> oh, what am yeah. I thankful to? I'm thankful this year um, that uh, things have, I, I feel like I'm on the right track now. Good for you. Wait, wait, like a, a, it was like in a halfway day. house this time last year or right? something? Like, were things bad? I was working at a shitty gas station. Oh, yeah, we that, remember those stories uh, where you almost got shot in the back of the gas station? Yeah, but no, a thing, I'm think this, thanks to Geekscape, I mean, things have been That's you. around for me. That's you. Uh, Geekscape got him off the streets, off I've, of drugs. I've, I've, yeah. I've really discovered a love of getting getting writing out there, and, and my articles are doing okay. That's great, um, man. Uh, and the other, uh, Geekscape has actually driven Gilmore to drugs, yeah. is what we've discovered on this episode. Yeah, and we're famous enough that we get free drugs. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, what are you guys thankful for? Jonathan, you, you, I, I think I, I think I'm on the, on the same token, uh, you know. But every year I'm thankful for Gigscape and everything yeah. that it's given. It's given me it's such a great forum for expressing myself and my love mm. for the things that we all get excited about. Uh, and and that's just been so valuable to have that outlet, um, you know, and to be able to share in our excitement. But then mm. again, this this is a year that I got married, so I'm very thankful yeah. to be able to go to my in-laws for Thanksgiving, which is something oh, that nice. I wasn't able to do a year ago. Uh, so I'm going to spend the Thanksgiving with my in-laws in Seattle. And nice. what's funny is I was actually on the phone with Gilmore earlier today. And I said, what are you doing for Thanksgiving, Gilmore? He goes, I'm going to Seattle. And I go, oh, I am too. He goes, what plane are you taking? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm, oh, God. <laughs> I'm taking a plane to Seattle. That is all you will know. <laughs> are you going to say hi to some of our friends? Am I going to say hi to some of our friends? I don't know. I think this is just going to be an in-laws Trip. Mm. I might see. Uh, Thanksgiving's about family. Yeah, I think I think I might just hang out with the family and killing Indians. Thank and you for it, the yeah. kind words, by the way. I did what hear I do? the uh, ZombieCon podcast debrief with you and Nellis. Oh, and, and how I talked about how you just fucking owned it. No, you actually said some very nice things. I was very moved. I say nice things mm. about you, Walter. Yeah. I do. He's the one. I'm the guy. Uh, I'm, I'm the positive. When you were saying you think you were thankful for things, what you really meant was you were thankful for me. That's and true. I will be modest and say, no, just Geekscape, please. Aww. But it's truthful. I you're love the part where you're me. like, you know Walton. It was shocking that he did something. <laughs> now, Wal- Walton kicked ass. Uh, I would, I would also not, like not only that, I was talking to, to our buddy Joe Parrington about Emerald City Comic Con. Yes, he, yes, and he wants us so bad to go up to the Emerald City Comic Con, and I just don't know if it's in the cards. It's in my cards. If it's in your cards, then it's in your wallet. <laughs> uh, I may be disposed that entire weekend for the unspeakable, oh, unspeakable. Mm. But yeah, it literally ends that weekend. And are we doing South by Southwest? Early March is tough for us to go to Seattle because we're South by Southwest. This and that. We got we got things to yeah. do. We uh, we're hopefully getting the AVN awards. Yeah, then, yeah, well, sure. the, the uh, Avon Awards isn't that in early uh, January? Early January. We're, we're oh, hoping to, if you guys want to do a little road trip to Vegas, to that, just go. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the same weekend as CES. So maybe so, early January. Let's just so, let's just so hit the road. The Geekscape is gonna hit the Vegas. Uh, we gotta get, we, then I guess we gotta get. Uh, well, we're not promising anything. 
But mm-hmm. if we, but we got to get on that like, like now. No, no, I've, I've, uh, no, no. You're I'm, in CES I'm, too. I'm, I'm, I'm taking care of Bibiani. You're taking care of ABN. I'm talking about CES. <laughs> no. Jesus, hey, we have our priorities straight, sir. <laughs> De- definitely straight. <laughs> we have friends. ABN last year. ABN last year. Like I just remember uh, our buddy um, have his stone walk around, and he, and he literally had like yeah. a head mic. Walk around like getting the party started, and he got on stage. Yeah, that is a constant showman. He got on he really stage. Is. He's he got, the Sinatra. He got on stage, and there was like confetti shooting out yeah. like over the crowd. It's like, yeah, he's like, who <laughs> oh, here's pumped to see some great. Oh, and all I could think was, I'm in a room with a bunch of dudes who have boners who just celebrate like who do this shit in private. And now I'm see- like, I don't want to see the people who jerk off in private like in public. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's that's all the avian is. Like that's all. It's it, like, it, that's like the avian. The avian awards should the avian awards should be for people who watch porn we're, and really listen. It's creepy. You know, it's as, like, as, no, as we're creepy, watching the film. As creepy as as like some of the Comic Con people can be, and it's like intense. Yeah. Is like and it's like mutinish. The avian makes that look like a fucking like spring break. Full of abs and, du- and double D's. <laughs> like the AVNs make Comic Con look like every dude is the, every dude has the situation's abs and like double D's. The AVN is the I mean the people who go to AVN are the mutants of the mutants. I mean it's brutal. You guys go to the AVNs. I swear to God, you guys are going home with strippers every fucking night. Just will be the hotties. You. you guys are gonna be like you guys are gonna go to the AVNs like this. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 that is what I do. There's some. I, I saw some people there. And I was like, I, I actually had a, hands a, a and shit like that. Yeah. It was done. Yeah. Yeah. I hope to be doing. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, that should be fun. Yeah. What are you thankful for this year? What do you think for? Um, I would also like to take a moment to suck Geekscape's cock for a second. Because <laughs> I want to say something. Listen, uh, two years ago, I, I, you know, I graduated from film school. I was trying to do, I was trying to get work in the industry. I'd done a little work, nothing really working out. <laughs> well, the industry, you mean then, as a writer, like, as a writer, writer as yeah. a writer, or at least working in development. And I had some opportunities, but nothing that panned out. And then I started working for Geekscape, and you know, it, it gave me an outlet and gave me a chance to improve my craft in a lot of ways. And this time last year. I was I was running for Geekscape, but you know that was just a, right. sort of a, a free time sort of thing. This time this year, I'm actually getting paid very well for it. Right. Uh, not from Geekscape, mind <laughs> you, but, but I'm actually. But thanks to Geekscape, my work has gotten elsewhere, and I've got and more readers, and, 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 and they pay me. Well, and to be cases, fair, you give them bonus feature content. I do. Like, <laughs> I do. You do full reviews. I do. There. I, I actually review the anthology and put one paragraph to sound of music. <laughs> for them. But. Um, but no, so I'm I'm thankful, you know, for the opportunities yeah. we've gotten there and, and all that. And I'm also thankful, you know, honestly, um I have a much larger circle of friends this year than I did last year. I've met mm-hmm. a lot of great people. Um, they know who they are, uh, who are just absolutely wonderful, share the same interests. <laughs> what of them doing shark. <laughs> Gilmore's doing heroin right you now. Guys, like, yeah. If you're if you're doing he's heroin tie- or masturbating t- right now, you know off. who you are. Yeah. Um but no, I've, I've met wonderful people uh, through Geekscape and without Geekscape, yeah. and I've had a lot of opportunities. So honestly, this has been. I, my mom told me last year was shit for me. Last <laughs> Your year mom was, told you that? No, well, no. <laughs> she didn't have to. She didn't have to. Son? Son? No, no, no. Son? I was going somewhere with if that. Son, if I. Son, that's almost, that's son? Almost as bad as my son? So, oh god! Your mom my mom has told me on multiple yeah. occasions it would be okay if I was gay, but I'm like, that's just you trying to tell me. I'm- Son, if I'd have known that you would end up with a year like this, I would have never escorted you out. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> no, so, so was, you had a bad I, year, a shitty year, yeah. financial problems, relationship yeah. problems. Uh, my roommates no, I, moved I, out I very quickly. Yeah, I, I had to. I was I scrambling. Yeah. It was really terrible. 
Uh, and this year, uh, my, my mom told me at the beginning of the year, William, I read your horoscope, which she doesn't, we don't care about, oh, yeah, but we, yeah, yeah. you look at it. Sure. And she said, this year is going to be a very profitable year for you. And while I'm not swimming in cash, <laughs> You're not I'm, I'm, not sw- I'm not swimming in Scrooge McDuck yet. Um, it's been a great year for me right. overall. Wonderful people, lots of opportunities and writing and everything. So I'm very happy for that. No. So it's, it's year yeah. two of Geekscape that pays off. Yeah, no, you gotta, hey. you gotta, you gotta stick well, with guys, us, man. Guys, guys, considering I'm in year four of Geekscape. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> it goes like this, and then it goes like that. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, guys, we did not do a whole lot of comic book talk. We did not do a whole lot of video game talk on the episode this week. Sorry. I apologize. But we're, you know what? Be- even though there's a vacation, we will be back next week. Yeah, that's right. We're taping during the vacation. We'll be back next week with more talk about... Uh, I want to see I want to see Faster. I want to see that movie with uh, that's The Rock. cute. I'll, I'll see any cute. revenge movie. We're going to have a girl on the couch. We're going to have a very cool girl on the couch. What the fuck are you going to have on the couch? You'll find out next week when you what come to Geekscape. And, uh, and Walton will be here with us. It'll be a jolly family. So we'll, I'll make sure to get tons of comics and tons of video games for you guys next week. And, uh, and be talking about all that stuff. Thumbshark, what do you think? Do you have anything to say to the audience? Be warned. That's what they has to say. Shark goes into the camera. <laughs> I got. I totally fucked it up. <laughs> but it's all right. <laughs> there was a whole bit. Uh, so, guys, William Bibiani, everybody. Hey, everyone. You can read him on Geekscape, but also on Crave that, Online and on the California Lit Review, and see his work on Machinima, both in video and written. Machinima.com. You know them. They're brothers of ours. And of course, go to Geekscape.net. There, you can buy T-shirts. You can also find us on Facebook if you search for Geekscape on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube. Put in those URLs slash geekscape.net spelled out D O T N E T. Oh, and share and, us. Yeah, and share, share us. Share us. Tell your friends around. about us. I, I, yeah. Every, everybody knows to go to it by this point, but not a lot of sharing. If you're already around. there, why don't you bring more people into the party? Because mm-hmm. take it from these two guys and myself. Yeah. This is something that can lead to something. And however you want to treat Geekscape, we've kind of created it as a resource for you guys to get That's out true. there. And we're going to keep. Hopefully, building the resource and enhancing it, but we need you guys' help. We need you guys to get involved. So, share and share alike. Thank you guys so much for being with us this week. Have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, if you're American, Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. If you're not uh, in the United States, understand that the Americans are very thankful, and we're also thankful for you guys. It's one world, baby. All right? Aluna Masani, Mongoloid Porn Inferno. <laughs> <laughs>